Hi, and welcome back to Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir, and I'm going to give you some inspiration and advice. Today, we're going to talk about handling continual interruptions while we're writing. So, Virginia Woolf, I'll open with her. Virginia Woolf said, generally, material circumstances are against writing. Dogs will bark, people will interrupt, money must be made, health will break down. Further accentuating all those difficulties and making them harder to bear is the world's notorious indifference. It does not ask people to write poems and novels and histories. It does not need them. So that's Virginia Woolf opening up for today. The writing life deserves, and in fact, it demands a growing ability to concentrate fully. But when it seems that the purpose of everyone and everything in our environment is to distract us, how do we learn to become and stay focused? Each writer needs to develop a method or several methods for minimizing the occasions for interruption and distraction. The goal is to keep the mental momentum during your writing period. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts. I know I've written about it in all sorts of different places. That forward momentum, that moving forward, that impulse to not stop, to not interrupt, to not get that cup of coffee, to stay writing is essential um, if you're going to produce anything of any kind of weightiness or indeed breadth. It doesn't mean that you can't leave your desk to get up every once in a while and stretch or get a drink of water, or go to the bathroom, or do something else that's necessary, but it's also necessary to establish a certain continuity of concentration. That's a phrase I really like, continuity of concentration. It's that forward momentum, but it's also taking it and focusing it razor sharp on what you're doing. You want, therefore, to make a serious effort to preclude your getting involved in anything that might pull your attention in an altogether different mental direction while you're trying to write. And that also is, is important. Let's stop it and think about that for a moment. There are interruptions that are necessary uh, and there are interruptions that are um, not terrible for that continued concentration. It's when you start going in another mental direction. It's start, when you start thinking about the bills or when you start thinking about um, dinner tonight and doing your menu or, oh my goodness, is there an appointment today at three o'clock? That's taking your brain and putting it where you don't want it to be. You want it to be focused on your writing. You need to take care of that stuff ahead of time. So that at the beginning of the day, when you're going to start writing, you already know that you've got a three o'clock appointment. You already know that you have the grocery list done. You already know all the things that could distract your brain so that it doesn't get distracted. Maya Angelou used to preserve her time in an extremely different, shall we say, way. Um, she keeps a hotel room in every city that she's ever lived in. And, and she wrote somewhere, I rent a hotel room for a few months, leave my home at 6, and try to be at work by 6.30. I stay until 12.30 or 1.30 in the afternoon, and then I go home. And we're seeing a lot of people finding that to be a useful way of avoiding distractions. Perhaps not the hotel room. Most of us can't afford that. But more and more, there are places where you can go and work. Um, I know that we work is not a good example <laughs> 
because of because of turning out to be um, totally crooked. But but there are there are lots of places here in, in Provincetown where I live. We've got a place called the Creative Commons, and you can rent space there um, by the hour or by the week or by the month. And you get your little carol. You have Wi-Fi. There's a kitchen. Um, but there are ways of of staying focused so you don't have the distractions of your home around you. Uh, most people who work don't work from the home, so they don't have those distractions. Those of us who do really need to put elements in place that are going to keep us from getting taken away from our work. Life is also complicated. Writers have every imaginable, imaginable excuse me, per, permutation of various responsibilities. So often we have children at home or grandchildren at home or puppies or kitties. Um, it's really difficult to say no to your family. One of the things that I've recommended is if you are able to have a separate room for writing, even if it's just a corner of your bedroom, to have a door that you can close and put a note on. And the note will say, I will be out at 430. And that's it. And you don't listen to the kid on the other side unless there's a huge emergency who's saying, Mommy, I want this or Daddy, I want that. You have to have that door. You have to have that door shut. You have to, in other words, put up the same kinds of boundaries that you would um, were someone else interrupting you. And indeed, the boundaries that you as a parent put around your kids anyway. You don't come into my bedroom at midnight unless there's an emergency. You don't come into my working room, my writing room, um, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon unless there's an emergency. There's an Ann Tyler essay called Still Just Writing, and it's a litany of daily interruptions to her writing time. So she talks about house painting, visits to the vet, the children's spring vacation, grocery buying, scrubbing the bathrooms, visits from the washing machine repairman, the tree trimmer, the meter reader, Jehovah's Witnesses, a death in her extended family, buying a dress for the funeral, her daughter's gymnastic practice and meets, dental appointments, gardening, taking the car to the garage for repairs. It's all written, of course, with good humor. She then goes on to reveal that when, as a woman slash wife slash mother, she has a moment of self-pity, she thinks of her husband, who is also a man slash husband slash father, and how, as a full-time child psychiatrist with its many peripheral duties, he still finds time to write novels. She concludes that since she's had children, she's grown richer and deeper. They may have slowed down my writing for a while, but when I did write, I had more of a self to speak from. That's beautiful. Having said this, though, there are also many interruptions that rather than being used as excuses to impede the writing process can and should be avoided. There are times for saying no guiltlessly to any obligations that are not ex absolutely necessary. So let's talk about these boundaries you can set. Number one, distinguish between interruptions that are what we might call acts of God. There's no way you can prevent them and not much you can do about them and those that are in some way the result of your own actions. There are often roadblocks that we establish quite unconsciously. Number two, set clear priorities. Develop your own guidelines as to what circumstances you will allow to divert you from your writing. Learn the difference between what's flexible and what isn't, what you can change and what you can't, and don't waste your energy struggling with what you can't change. Number three, 
work on self-discipline. Writing doesn't happen unless you apply the bottom of my pants to the seat of the chair philosophy. You need to train yourself to stay put and concentrate. You may have only two hours to write on any given day, but two focused hours can produce more than five distracted ones. Whatever it is that diverts your attention, note it, stay seated, and refocused. Number four, get and stay organized. The time you waste is your own. It's time you could have spent writing. So arrange your writing environment to suit your needs. Keep your writing paraphernalia orderly and in place so that when you sit down at the desk, you are ready to work. Number five, make no excuses. There will be days when you might allow the slightest interruption to take you away from your writing. Don't do it. Be vigilant. Part of writing, I've heard, I've never thought of it in this term, in these terms myself, but I have heard from others, part of being a writer is being a warrior. Protect your writing as if it were a sacred act. Because actually it is. Six, set boundaries and ask for help. I don't mean just praying for good writing, but make sure you let your husband or your girlfriend or your son or your mother or your friend know when you write and that it is private time during which you are not to be disturbed, period. And finally, number seven, do not answer the phone. That's just it. That's simple. We all have our phones that we carry around with us at all times. We're always looking at, the, at, at our smartphones. Don't do it. Put it away. Don't answer the phone while you're writing. This is crucial. It is arguably the greatest modern enemy of privacy. Nothing can break your concentration like the telephone. And to that, I would actually add our computers. Um, I've, I've shared with some of you that I spent two weeks on a writing fellowship in a, in a venue that had no electricity. So what I brought with me was a manual typewriter and found that I got a great deal more done there, even on a manual typewriter that types more slowly than a keyboard does, um, just because of the concentration, because I wasn't checking my email, because I wasn't Googling something. And our computers are wonderful. The internet is wonderful, and it will pull you away in a heartbeat. So don't let it do it. So we've talked about several ways here that we can keep from um, handling excuse me, that we can keep from having a lot of interruptions, um, spoil our writing, or put us behind our deadlines, and what we can do with them. This has been Writing News and Writing Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir, and I'll see you here again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.